hurry in to Mattress Firm's July 4th sale. Get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin and save up to $500 on Sealy. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying Sealy purchase, up to a $4.99 value. Or shop Tempur-Pedic, the most highly recommended bed in America, and save $500 on all Tempur-Breeze mattresses and get a $300 instant gift good towards sleep accessories. Only at Mattress Firm. Restrictions apply. See store or mattressfirm.com for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. The X-Zone radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the X-Zone radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome to the X-Zone, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and for the next four hours, I'm your host and your guide as together we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the X-Zone. It's a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. The X-Zone comes to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern on the Talkstar Radio Network, X-Zone Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, Star Cable, X-Zone TV, and our growing family of broadcast affiliates right across Canada, the United States, Central America, the Caribbean, South America, the Pacific Rim, Asia, India, Africa, and Europe. Worldwide toll-free, 1-800-610-7035. Email exxon at exxonradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, TV at hotmail.com. And our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. And I am happy to announce that this very day, the Exxon's own 2012 website is up at www.exxon2012.com. Exonation, as we all know, 
there are serious events still happening over in Japan. Not only were they devastated by an earthquake, not only were they devastated with a tsunami, but now we have a nuclear disaster situation in Japan. Joining me this hour is Dr. Janet Starr Hull. And uh, Dr. Hull has extremely has an extremely diverse background with academic degrees and experience in geology, international geography, environmental science and toxicology, fitness training, and holistic nutrition. She is an OSHA certified environmental hazardous waste emergency response specialist and toxicologist. Toxicologist, it's tax time, can't you tell? Uh, author, environmental engineer, and a former firefighter. She was one of the first Americans to work on the remediation of the former Soviet army bases in Eastern Europe after Glasnov, where they were building houses on top of uranium stockpiles in Poland and Czechoslovakia. She is also an expert in detoxification of radiation from both the environmental and human exposure. Dr. Hull is the founder of the Holistic Network and teaches natural disasters at one of the uh, Texas's leading universities. She has written a book on upcoming natural disasters entitled Move On to the Highest Mountains, where she has discovered that an upcoming shift at the North Pole, uh, the North Polar Axis, I should say, is causing an increasing global Earth events. Uh, now, she is currently querying a publication for her book. And she joins us now here in the X-Zone, and her website is www.janethull.com. And uh, Dr. Hull, always a great pleasure having you on the X-Zone. Oh, thanks, Rob. We've talked about aspartame. We've talked about NutraSweet. Today we're talking right. about radiation. And, you know, every time you turn on the news, it seems it's getting worse in Japan. Does anybody really know how bad it is? Well, I believe that they do, but, you know, what they're trying to do mm-hmm. is fix it from getting worse before they have to put out the worldwide announcement that, you know, it has leaked to the point to where it's going to circulate through the northern hemisphere. You know, we, we, we have put nuclear power plants on top mm-hmm. of one of the most active earthquake zones on our planet and I think that before people focus too much on, on, on the disaster of the radiation, mm-hmm. they need to make sure to put before that why the disaster happened. And that is that human beings put a nuclear power facility on top of a location that it should never have been placed So in essence, what we have done is created this mess ourselves because we, we just were not foresightful that the Earth is going to make natural movements and it is going to displace what humans have created. All right, their, Janet, I hate to cut landscape. you off, but I do have to take a commercial break. We'll be right back. Dr. Janet Starhull is my special guest. We'll be back in two minutes. Don't go away.
Exonation, uh, Dr. Janet Hull, Star, uh, Star Hull is our special guest. We're talking about uh, the radioactive mess that is occurring on a continuous basis now over in Japan. It seems that every time you flick on to one of the many news channels covering this, this devastation, that uh, it seems to be getting worse. And Janet, do people really have to fear what's going on? How can we best... How can we best uh, prepare ourselves in the event that the nuclear uh, the nuclear radiation does get into the atmosphere and finds its way to North America? Well, I would say that people need to be very cautious from mm-hmm. this point forward for the rest of their lives to be very precautious with environmental fallout, environmental toxicity that human beings have brought upon themselves and created themselves. When we use nuclear power and a situation like this occurs and these nuclear wastes then become fluid in the waters and become ambient in the air, they can circulate throughout the northern hemisphere. Well, they will circulate with the movement of the Earth's rotation and the winds. So what they need to be very precautious of, one thing, is rebuilding energy sources in different locations and using more natural energy sources such as uh, 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 solar power and uh, geophysical power. And so I would hope that they wouldn't reconstruct another nuclear power plant in the same locations. But to be precautious for your own personal health and for your garden and for your drinking water, I suggest that people are extremely prudent if they live in these crosswinds that they they take natural clays, such as bentonite clay, montmorillonite clay, French green clay, Mm -hmm. and that they introduce these clays into their diet because these clays will absorb radiation naturally. And that they're just very cautious to wash their vegetables, to be careful of their food, where their food is grown. But I think the biggest awareness, Rob, is that we have got to understand and realize that we have made a very uh, stupid mistake and that we have interfered with the natural processes of nature without thinking about moving forward and, and the future of these natural earth movements. So to prevent this from becoming worse or happening again, we're going to have to really rethink where we relocate our power plants, where we reconcentrate our populations and build our cities. We're going to need to take a deep breath and look down the road in the future and see how human beings can reconstruct their natural landscapes. We cannot repeat this over and over again because the earth is on the move and it is going to continue to make these earth changes. And human beings are the ones that get in their own way. Unbelievable. You and I were talking before we went to the break about the fact that, you know, they actually, they actually uh, put this nuclear power plant on top of a fault line, a, a, a an earthquake zone. Like, didn't they know this before the the that they completed the the uh, the construction? Didn't they understand that this? was a potential disaster waiting to happen? You know, they, they did, and they should, have, they should have taken a more cautious and more respectful position in respecting mm-hmm. the Earth's power. Um, the Japanese did build it as carefully and cautiously and structurally sound as they were capable of doing. So they were totally aware that it was on one of the most active 
earthquake zones on the planet, the ring of fire, the subduction zone in the Pacific. But what human beings are losing sight of is through our technology and through our brilliant knowledge that we have as human beings, we have lost a balance with nature and we have lost a respect for nature, and we begin to believe that we we can change the forces of nature, that we're powerful enough to stand up and resist the forces of nature. And I believe as the earth begins to increase in its movements, and I believe that the earth will continue on with more earthquakes, volcanoes, and tsunamis, that this is a pattern that we are going to be seeing over the next few years. Human beings need to understand that we are are no different than a herd of, of, of elephants on the planet. We do not have the ability to influence or change the forces of nature. We've got to stop building on top of, of these earthquake zones and these volcanic zones. And if we do build, it has to be very low to the ground, like they build in Amsterdam. It has to be very conservative. And we cannot be putting these nuclear power plants on earthquake zones. That, that, that's just insane. So this is going to continue to happen if we continue to make the same mistakes over and over again. We've seen it in Chernobyl. We've seen it in Long uh, Three Mile Island. Now we're seeing it in, in Japan. What is the very worst, Doctor? that could happen if the radioactive material in the air reaches North America? Well, we're going to have radioactive rain. You know, remember back in the days of the acid sure, rain? Yeah, yeah. And one positive thing along with this, and, and, and the thing to do is to try to be positive. It's happened. Mm-hmm. We're going to have some negative fallout from this, no pun intended. Yeah. Um, and now what we need to do is... is is move forward in a positive, very smart way, it is going to reach the United States. It is going to wrap around the Northern Hemisphere, as Chernobyl did. What we need to do is, is make some preparations, you know, to be able to try to clean up this fallout the best way we can. And again, the, the thing that we've got to stop doing is, is repetitively putting our our technology as competing with Mother Nature in a way. I would say that that we haven't learned the lesson. We continue to think that we can trump nature. And the best thing that we, the best thing Japan could do would be to disassemble these nuclear power plants and reassemble geothermal power. They're sitting on top of one of the best geothermal, Mm -hmm. which is steam and heat energy from the earth itself. They could power that entire company probably with one major geothermal plant. So I believe that what we're looking at is we can take a very tragic event and we can spin it to learn our lesson, lick our wounds, tuck our tail between our legs and say, okay, we need to make changes. Mm -hmm. In the past, as you mentioned with Chernobyl and Three Mile Island, we did begin to make environmental changes. And social changes are hard to make because governments and nations move very slowly with making change, especially if someone is profiting off of that change. Exactly. But in the past, when we've had these these human disasters that have occurred because of, of, of natural reasons, 
or maybe not because of natural reasons, just humans' error. We have... We have formed new ways to, to go about and redo moving forward, and we have made environmental changes. This particular nuclear disaster, and it is a disaster whether it leaks just 500 miles around Japan or whether it, it, it wraps its way around the northern hemisphere, we have got to learn a lesson from this, and that means we do not continue doing what we are doing with nuclear energy. We've got to replace it with geothermal and solar and other energy sources. Is there, is there any danger when using uh, thermal energy that we could actually be taking, releasing the air out of the, out of the, out of the globe? Well, you know, that is a very primary question and important one that I get all the time. Mm -hmm. The danger is when we over-abuse it. uh, Again, humans don't have enough power to affect this planet. They were making the reference that this 9.0 earthquake in Japan caused the North Pole to shift over about uh, a half a foot. We don't have that kind of power and influence on the planet. The planet's North Pole shifted, which is causing all of these earthquakes and volcanoes globally. The first thing, Rob, we've got to do is tell ourselves we do not have the power to influence the planet as a whole, but we can alter and damage the immediate environment from which we are pillaging, so to speak. And if we are to punch into the heat and the steam from the the center of the earth or the interior of the earth, we need to do that very cautiously and not overdo it. And as soon as some corporate entity realizes they can make mega millions and billions off of it, then they overdo it and start punching geothermal wells everywhere. That can create an imbalance in that area naturally. So if we do it very, very respectfully and we punch them in very specific locations and we're very cautious with the effects that it could have on the planet, we could tap into the Earth's energy and we could do it extremely safely. Doctor, please stand by. You and I have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Always great having you with us, Janet. Exxon Nation, uh, Dr. Janet Starhull is my very special guest, a good friend of the Exxon. Her website is www.janethull.com. That's J-A-N-E-T-H-U-L-L.com. And uh, Dr. Hull and I will be back on the other side of the news and a few words from our sponsors as the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't forget, visit our 2012 website www.xzone2012.com 1-800-610-7035 worldwide toll free email xzone at xzoneradiotv.com on MSN Messenger xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com and our website www.xzoneradiotv.com Don't go away Nation. we'll be back after the news. Hi, this is Ken Elliott. When I'm floating around the universe, I always try to tune in to Rob McConnell. Hey, hold there, Trinity Frog on Sesame Street. When I want to find out what's going on with UFOs or ghosts, I listen to the X-Zone with Rob McConnell. This is Les Corrigan from Target Internet Development. You're listening to Rob McConnell on the X-Zone Radio Show. 
This is John Hogue, Prophecy Scholar, and you're listening to Rob McConnell in the X-Zone. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. That song is about a girl who likes to horse around. That's why they called her Mustang Sally. Hmm. 1-800-610-7035. Worldwide toll free. Email xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com. And of course, our website, xzoneradiotv.com. Dr. Janet Starr Hull is our very special guest of this hour, Exxon Nation. We're talking about... Uh, radiation poisoning, and uh, Dr. Hull has a great article entitled Radiation Poisoning, Pacific People Pollution, and uh, Dr. Hull's website is www.janethull.com, and uh, also www.detoxprogram.net. I had a thought over the commercial break, uh, Janet. Uh-huh. Is the oil that we're taking out of the earth the hydraulic fluid for this planet? And by taking so much oil out, are we actually causing friction between the plates? Well, again, locally, we may be affecting the pressure Mm -hmm. underneath that particular continent or ocean or sea. And if it is in a fracture zone to where the the boundary of the continents between that crack Mm -hmm. in the crust, if if it's unstable... When we do alter the pressure underneath it and take the liquid, uh, the liquid mass out, we could be causing that particular area to move or cave in or shift. But again, human beings really don't have enough power to affect the forces of this planet. The planet is going to continue to move. It, it wobbles like a toy top. They call that precession. And it's beginning to wobble. Uh, it's widening on its little wobble there. And the continents have moved up and collected in the northern, at the North Pole over time, over millennia. And the weight, the Earth is just unstable right now in its rotation. So that's actually what we need to be focusing on more than, you know, human beings' interaction. We, again, are, are parasites on this planet in the respect that we are stripping the, the, the surface of, of its free resources that the Earth has provided all living things. But we do not have the power to affect the movements of this planet. We just sort of are taking over like little ants that are just eating everything up along their way. 
But the earth is going to move the way the earth has moved for billions and billions of years, no matter what we do to influence it. Tell me. Does that it, make sense? It, it does. It does. So let me ask you this question, Doctor. I'm sure you get this a hundred times a day. Is global warming real, or is this a figment of some members of the scientific community's imagination? Global warming is, there are two different kinds of global warming, actually. We've got a man-made global warming, and mm-hmm. we've got a natural global warming. What is happening right now, Rob, on our planet is the, of course, we're in the midst of a a ferocious solar eruption and continuous solar storms. And that began last year. It's at a peak this year, and it will culminate and come to an end in 2012. But at the same time, because our rotation has slowed up, and the magnetic field of the Earth is, is shifting, it's getting ready to flip over, Um, we have the least magnetic force on our planet Earth right now. It is the lowest it's been in 2,000 years. And when we lose our magnetic shield, our magnetic field weakens, our shields go down that protect our atmosphere and protect the planet. And when our shields go down, we're more susceptible to extra terrestrial hits of meteors and asteroids, comets. So we've got three things going on right now. We've got the sun at its peak. We've got the magnetic field at its lowest. And we've got the Earth heating up hotter than it's been in thousands of years. So we've got these three things going on Earth-wise that are causing the Earth to become very, very active. And so... All of, the, all of the earthquake and volcanic and tsunami activity, the, the changes of weather patterns, mm-hmm. all of the changes that we are seeing happening right now in our Earth's history are natural cycles. They're natural changes. And human beings have one influence only. That's we are destroying our local environments. So the global greenhouse is one thing that has to do with all of those factors I just mentioned to you. Right. The human greenhouse effect is another. And that human greenhouse effect affects where we live because we have literally destroyed our own living environments. So we have increased uh, the the natural global dynamics and the natural greenhouse dynamics. We haven't caused anything except our own personal global greenhouse that we live in right above our heads that we've created on our own. So are, what, do we, what do you anticipate us seeing before the end of 2012? And how, how is it that the ancients knew what was going to happen before we did? I know it isn't that awesome, and I've done a lot yeah. of studies on the Mayan calendar and the, the 2012 date of December 23rd, 2012. Mm-hmm. What the ancients did is, one, I do believe that they had an intelligence that was absolutely phenomenal, that was more on a spiritual level and communication level. They were like other animals on the planet to where they could feel the Earth's movements, they could feel the storms, and they could feel the shifts of the planet. And they would look up into the stars, and they were able to read it and translate it as if it were like a book. And what they saw 
was on that precessional ring I was telling you that makes the planet's North Pole kind of tip around like a toy top. Mm-hmm. They, they knew through intuition that we were on this precessional ring, this pathway of a circle. And every 26,000 years, we go from Polaris, spin, and then back to Polaris. Every 13,000 years, our North Pole is Vega, not Polaris. Our North Pole changes because the axis of the North Pole changes position. They knew this. And when their calendar ends in 2012, we, have comp- we are right now making a turn in the circle away from Polaris being our North Pole. And they knew that in 2012, we complete that turn, and we are now heading towards a new North Star. And that's where they ended their time. It resets like an odometer on a car. It hits 999999, and then it flips over and starts a new cycle at 0000. Time isn't going to end but it's going to start over again with a different Earth cycle. So I believe that we are in for very major changes that the Earth just creates as its own, as its own pathway of growth and evolution. Human societies have gotten stuck. We like where we are. We like our cars. We like our energy. We like our Internet. But the Earth doesn't know what a car or an Internet is. It doesn't care. So the Earth is going to keep on trucking, and humans are going to have to either hop on the Earth train and move with the Earth in natural ways, or if we dig our heels down and continue to do things like build nuclear power plants on top of earthquake Mm -hmm. fault zones, we're going to wind up shooting ourselves in the foot, and I think we're going to see some major changes with the human species. You know, it almost seems, uh, Janet, that we are germs on this planet and we're killing the planet yes i hate to say this because i like to give the respect to every animal on the planet including the human being but we're parasites on this on this planet we're a microorganism that is destroying the other microorganisms uh and we are parasites on the planet and we are definitely destroying the free food the earth gave us Mm -hmm. we're destroying the free water we're destroying the free air, and we have taken it and put a price on it. And we said it costs money to live on this planet, whereas the planet provided all of that for all animals for free. We have brought this on ourselves. Absolutely. It's scary. And is this the planet's way of, of ridding the infection that we're causing by having earthquakes, by having volcanoes and, and subsequent tsunamis? You know, like, what do we do to turn things around, or is it too late? Well, the planet is cleansing itself. It is cleansing itself, just like it did when the dinosaurs were here Mm -hmm. 65 million years ago. But the planet isn't doing anything different from what it's always done. It's just going through a cleansing cycle. What we do as individuals, and what I teach my students in my classes, what I've written in my books, we have a good... Come to Jesus with ourselves. We get straight with our spirituality. We get straight with our ethics. Mm -hmm. We get straight with our relationship with the whole entire planet, other people, other animals. And we've got to get back into balance with that, Rob. We have got to stop selling this planet to make money to live on this planet. We've got to return to live more naturally. We've got to have 
geothermal power and solar power that doesn't cost people an arm and a leg, you know, to have heat and lights. We've got to be able to conserve our water and our soil and our air. We've got to stop GMO foods. Pharmaceuticals need to stop. People have got to get back on a natural track like all other animals on the planet because the animals that will survive weather changes, earthquakes and tsunamis are the ones that have stayed in step with nature and have stayed natural with nature. The ones that won't survive are the ones that have created a man-made world, a fake world, because that's the world that the earth is going to go, nah, gone, you know? These are truly very apocalyptic times. Now, is there a connection between the Mayan calendar and the biblical prophecies of the end of time? Are we in the end days, so to speak? We are, so to speak. We are in the end time of a cycle. Mm -hmm. And I think to to prevent panic and people just freaking out and saying, okay, I'm not going to pay my mortgage anymore because the world's going to end, I think the thing that people need to do is pull themselves up by the bootstraps and say, we are at the end of a cycle, and that doesn't mean the end of the earth, mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean the end of human beings, and it doesn't mean the end of life. It means the end of a cycle, and that's what the Mayans saw. It was the end of a cycle. We're making a turn in our rotation and going away from Polaris, and that's huge for this planet. That means that we're going to point a little differently towards the sun, The North Pole is shifting its position, which means it's going to point differently towards the sun. All of our growing belts of food, that's that's all going to shift and change. The entire planet is is making cyclic changes, cycle changes. So, yes, we're at the end of a cycle. And if the human species wants to ride this wave, so to speak, then we need to get more in tune with living more naturally so that when the Earth makes these changes, it just doesn't stop us in our tracks. What happens if all of the electricity goes down and the Internet goes down and and we can't buy any more oil, there is no more petroleum for cars? The humans that will survive are the ones that walk and take buggies and, you know, you know what I mean? They can adjust to match nature. Interesting times, Janet. Uh, These are truly interesting times. And yet, I talk to you, you make a lot of sense. You always have, and it's a great pleasure having you on the show. And then I talk to other people about the same topics. And and you'd swear I was on a different planet. You know, it it seems that so many, there, there are those, there are two, there are two separate camps when it comes to 2012. Those who believe in doom and gloom, and those like yourself who talk rationally and say, hey, listen, this has happened before. It's nothing unnatural. We're, you know, and I'm just trying to figure out why there are two different camps on such a straight, narrow. And and here it is, 2012. You know, this is starting to remind me like Y2K. It was the end of the world back then as well. Right. That's right. And And I think the difference, Rob, is that when you really, really respect nature mm-hmm. and and you see I'm a geologist I'm an environmental scientist I love this planet and respect this planet like I would you know uh, my home yes and when you when you learn about it and you understand about it and you put yourself in the proper position that you're a part of it and 
that way you can get peace with why you're here and the experience that you have when you're here Mm -hmm. and how you can contribute to the greater good. And when you have that balance in your heart, you really don't have any fear because one day we'll close our eyes and the next time we open them, we're going to be somewhere else. It, it may be in a new world here. It may be in another world somewhere else. But I think for the people that profess the gloom and doom and the chaos and the fear, they're living in fear of, of, of misunderstanding, and they're, they're not connected. All right, Janet, Earth. please stand by, my dear. You and I have to take our final break. JanetHull.com is the website for Dr. Janet Starhull. Our guest this hour will be back. Don't go away. Welcome back, everyone. That's Michael Horn singing Earth Changes. My guest this hour is Dr. Janet Starhull. Her website is www.janethull.com. Janet, in your article, Radiation Poisoning, Pacific People Pollution, which, by the way, Exonation is going to be in the March edition of the X Chronicles newspaper, you talk about green clay. Yes. What is green clay? Well, I learned about this firsthand. I was one of the four first Americans to go over to Eastern Europe to clean up the Soviet Army bases after Glasnost. Right. And Chernobyl had happened a few years prior to that, and I learned from the former Soviets that they put French green clay, which is predominant in Europe and Asia, they put French green clay into the chocolate bars after Chernobyl, and dispensed it uh, to the masses to absorb the radiation. Hmm. Then they buried uh, the Chernobyl remains under a landfill of French green clay, which absorbed the radiation. This is what I would like to see happen in Japan. They need to be packing French green clay or clay uh, around the, 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 the power plant and to absorb this radiation. So... I thought, well, great, if it works in the environment as an environmental engineer to absorb radiation, as a nutritionist, which I am, I thought then if you ingest it, then it will absorb radiation in the body. Well, people absorb it uh, readily uh, or, or ingest it readily in Europe. In the United States, we simply think it's used for facial masks, masks and bee stings, as I wrote in my article. But French green clay, all animals on the planet will eat clay if they've eaten something rancid. And so 
human beings should be doing the same thing. So I recommend that people get healthy clays, Mm -hmm. natural clays. Montmorillonite is the best. Uh, French green clay is a phenomenal because it has the nutrients of kelp and chlorophyll and phyto phytonutrients in it. But even bentonite will work. Now bentonite gets sticky and cloggy, so I prefer a powdered clay more. And in the article, I gave the links where people can find these clays. If they will ingest these clays and not overdo it, as we all uh, human beings yes. seem to always do, we overdo a good thing. Oh yeah. If they just do this, they can give it to their pets, they can give it to their animals, they can take it internally, and it will go in the body and sweep the body and absorb toxins, and it absorbs radiation. Hey, Janet, we've got to say so long for now, but you're going to be on in about two weeks. I'd like to continue this topic, and we can take a look back at the events that are going to be happening between uh, here and then in, in Japan and other parts of the world. Always a great pleasure talking to you. Thank you for taking time out of your very busy day to join us here on the X-Zone. Oh, well, thanks for having me on, Ron and uh, Rob, and keep doing the good work. Uh, run with this, you know? Oh, I uh, Put it out there. Help people understand. Teach them so that they can, like I said, ride the wave. <laughs> Together we shall do that, my friend. Take care of yourself, Janet. Thanks, Ron. Bye-bye now. Exonation Dr. Janet Starhull has been my guest this hour, www.janethull.com. I'll be back on the other side of the news as the Exxon continues right here from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. 